welcome back to another episode of the Blazer Victory Podcast. John Duncan here, and of course, I'm joined as always with my co-hosts, Darian Smith, Jimmy Marion. And guys, it's a homecoming game week. Uh, do apologize that we are getting this later in your feed during the week uh, for the FAU game. It, more than, you know, compared to usual, usual we are have these up probably early Wednesday morning, but this is coming into your feed uh, late Wednesday afternoon, early evening. Um, but it will be worth the wait, I promise. <laughs> um, but we hope all of our listeners uh, enjoyed the bye week and had a happy Halloween um, on Halloween. Darian, Jimmy, did you guys have a good Halloween and enjoy the bye week? Oh, yeah, man. Did a did some trick-or-treating around the neighborhood. Uh, had a couple of birthdays. My wife and, and my daughter's is actually today. She turned 13, so I will not be able to be at the game because I will be at my six-year-old in in the morning. She has a cheer competition, and then I have to complete birthday shenanigans for for my 13-year-old. So, but you know, phones are undefeated. I will be watching the game, but. In short, Halloween was good. I know I went all around, <laughs> all around the world. <laughs> but Halloween, Halloween was good, and the bye week was good for us. Hey, happy birthday to Tia. Halloween was good for the Marion household, too. We took the three-and-a-half-week-old out for a little bit, and he behaved. That way we could get the two-year-old out there for um, to do some trick-or-treating. And the bye week was nice uh, just to be able to kind of relax and watch some other games. And... Uh, have a little bit of a mental break, uh, I think was good for everybody. So enjoyed it. That is definitely great to hear. And, you know, basketball has started um, at Bartow Arena. Um, check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash blazerpod, um, where we did an instant reaction to the exhibition against Morehouse. UAB won 88 to 70. But check out the Patreon for more in-depth for in-depth analysis uh, from that game. So check it out. Also in the Patreon bonus feed, uh, Thursday morning you'll be able to hear uh, an interview with a uh, wide receiver Tejon Palmer um, ahead of the FAU week. So check that out. Um, but if you're not a Patreon subscriber, you can join for just five dollars a month or join annually for a discount. So check that out. But guys, um, it is game week. FAU rolls into town this Saturday to take on UAB at 2.30, kickoff at 2.30. The game will be televised on ESPN+. Plus, So no national television this week. Um, so hopefully everybody can make it down to uh, Protector Stadium. But guys, this is a big game. You know, we said it earlier. UAB's got to win out to keep that bowl streak alive and get become bowl eligible to make a bowl game so four games four weeks i think the bye week came at a really good time i was able to make it out to practice uh today um and see jacob zeno throwing the ball look good uh the morale seems good so hopefully that translates you know on, on onto the field saturday um but fau is no slouch they come in with a conference record of three and one in the AAC and four and four overall. And I mean, like Trent Dilfer kind of mentioned in this press conference, I mean, this team is rolling. They've got a hell of a wide receiver, uh, Lejonte Webster, who we will uh, get into later. But 
guys, pivotal game for UAB this week. I mean, if they drop this one, you know, that sayonara to the to the bowl streak, it's gone. So this is a must-win game for UAB. Wearing those Children's Harbor jerseys again, homecoming. I mean, what do you guys say? I mean, FAU's tough, but this is a must-win game for the for the Blazers. Um, yeah, you know, I guess every game is a has been a must-win for a while. Um, but you know, for the bowl eligibility purposes, yeah. <clears throat> but um, I want to start with with Jimmy. I know Jimmy probably has have some statistics lined up and. First, I just want to know probably if he does have the numbers, like what does the numbers say about um, FAU? Because I have some thoughts on this team. So I just want to know some some numbers first. Yeah, so we can kind of start with the FAU offense. So essentially, Darian, FAU's bottom five in the conference in total yards. Uh, that's both in rushing and passing and uh, points per game. Um, you know, when you look at FAU offensively, haven't really been successful on third down. They're at 38% on third down or fourth down, really. They're 41% converting on fourth down when they've had those opportunities. Um, for me, I know we're going to talk about some specific players. To me, Darren, it kind of looks like uh, they really feature one primary running back, uh, Larry McCammon, who's a uh, Birmingham, Alabama native, as well as John referenced the name earlier, um, Lejante, um, at receiver Lejante Webster. So it kind of reminds me in previous years past where UAB offensively, whether it be like a Debo or Shropshire on the outside, we're really offensively, it's been a little bit more simple and we featured those particular players. That's what this FA, FAU team kind of makes me think of, uh, when I see them play, um, on the plus side, they are a pretty disciplined football team. So I've only got 33 penalties uh, thus far this year. Um, but those were some of the, I guess, stats that kind of stood out to me uh, there. And John, so <clears throat> thanks, Jimmy. So now, okay, want to take that. And John, I think what people will see is, oh, this team is three and one in the AAC, right? Oh man, we've only won two games, John. Um, could you tell me those three teams that they beat? <laughs> yes, I can. And before I do that, I, I just want to say I, for folks that didn't realize, you know, Jimmy told us this a few days ago, but they iterated it uh, this week for the game is UAB schedule so far, the combined record of its opponents, 41 and 15. Isn't that insane? Every team is 500 or better. And you look at these last four games for UAB, the 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 overall record of the last four teams, that's FAU, Navy, Temple, and North Texas, they're just 12 and 19. So <laughs> UAB is turning, you know, if you want to say an easy part of your schedule, uh, UAB is entering it. But to answer your question, <laughs> Darian, the wins for FAU in the AAC, Charlotte, South Florida, and Tulsa. <laughs> oh yeah brutal yeah, so, brutal <laughs> <laughs> i think so the point i'm trying to make is <clears throat> people just look at raw wins and losses and say ah ah man you know here we go again this and this and that and i'm just like this is why i'm always big on context 
we've been through a brutal stretch. We've had no buys, no bye week, brutal stretch of uh, games since the second game of the year on. And we have we are young and inexperienced. We had a new head coach, new coordinators. We had players transfer out, star players that that we really needed this year. And we had to learn on the fly against the toughest stretch of games that we've had in quite some time. So I think context matters. Mind you, the last game, we didn't have our starting quarterback. And we were tied up at half. We used three quarterbacks just trying to make something work. Um, so, and if it wasn't for like silly, silly mistakes that if we had our starting quarterback, most of the, I would say three out of four mistakes wouldn't have happened if we would have had some consistency there at quarterback. Right. It was a we we saw a major drop off. So even context is needed, and even in a, even like UTSA, we were at the Alamo Dome, and that you know right after halftime we was we was within four points with that team. Like we've had <laughs> a lot, lot of games. There's been close. We played Georgia well. We played Tulsa well. You know that Louisiana game is the aberration. That's the one that's the aberration. It that's the one that still bothers me. You you mean Tulane, Darren? I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, Tulane. I said I said Tulsa. Hey, I, I wish we played Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, right. Like like yeah, I wish we had some of those those teams earlier. So so now the morale is all down, right? And yeah. oh man, this team. But if you look at that schedule and look at our schedule and how it's set up, it was real that that we had the most brutal schedule in the AAC. Also, we we just now hit our bye, but that could be a good thing for us now. So I'm assuming we got some guys that were banged up and nicked up. We they needed they needed a rest. They we needed to reset. We kind of see what we got and what we need to work on. Uh, we can have more of our identity. A lot of those young guys. They've had experience. They've had time to play to adjust. Okay, we've had extra time. FAU is coming from Charlotte. They played on the road in Charlotte. Not saying that Charlotte is some tough team because they're not. But it, you still have to go on the road and win that game and then go back on the road and come to Birmingham. Okay. Secondly, I want to go into Jimmy mentioned those numbers. And that's exactly what I saw on film. LeJonte Wester. Larry McCammon, and I, I like that bag of running back too. Um, and that, you know, that's about their offensive line is is okay. They're not they're not like slouches up front, but they're not. UTSA had a better offensive line, if you ask me. Um, they don't have too many weapons outside of him, outside of Wester. Wester is a really really good weapon. McCammon is a good running back, and the backup running back is good, too. But the thing is, we have struggled with diversity. Our defense has struggled with good offenses. Take UTSA, for example. You had Joshua Cephas, but you had Tyke Keller. Uh, what's his name? What's his last name? Because I feel like I'm going to get it mixed up. No, it's uh, Yeah, it's Kellogg, yeah. Yeah, Kellogg, and it was something else attached to it. It was hyphenated. <laughs> Ogletree or Kellogg? Oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, Ogletree. And the thing about him was he wasn't as elite as Cephas was, but he was elite at what he did. You look on film, you say, man, this guy, 
he can he can get jump balls and box out like he was a power forward. Have you ever seen in basketball somebody that probably wasn't a shoot wasn't a shooter? Think of Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman couldn't shoot the ball. He wasn't an elite all around player, but the dude could get you twenty five rebounds and five blocks. Like he was good defensively. If you slot those guys in the correct position, they become elite because you can slot them right. Uh, UTSA had that. I don't believe FAU have have that. They have Wester. They have Lejante Wester. Now they are featured. They are, they are throwing to other guys to keep you off balance. Maybe down in the red zone they can hit a tight end, or they can switch it up and they put in number six, the quarterback, um, Michael Johnson, I believe. And you know he's going. He's in there to run. Make him throw the ball. I think he's thrown like two touchdowns or something this year. We'll make him do that. If if they if he can beat you one on one coverage, throwing the ball when they switch it up, do that. Don't let him run. What I would do, I think the game plan should be easy. You bracket Wester. I always have a safety over the top. Everybody else is one on one coverage. Just be disciplined. Like don't if you if your guys the tight end they're gonna, they're gonna do play action. And they're going to try to, just like every team in the nation is going to try to hit their tight end coming out the backfield and get them going up the field. Just stay disciplined. Stop the run, which we have struggled with doing that. So if if I was FAU, I honestly was just trying to run, run, run. What you say, uh, Jimmy, you said it's, it's just like the old UAB. Run, run, run. Yep. Hit you yep. over the top. <laughs> That's exactly what I would try to do to UAB. The thing is, is I don't know what curveball they really throw. They they don't have too many. If you stop what they want to do, they don't have too many curveballs there. Uh, their starting quarterback, Casey Thompson, he's out for the year, I believe. And they have uh, mm-hmm. Richardson, who yeah. he had he has done a, he has done a good job, um, but he's not too much of a dual threat. He he can run, but he's not a runner, if that makes sense. So. You know, just that's why they sub a guy in to run. Man, we should be able to stop them on offense. What you guys think? Well, that's definitely going to be one of the keys for me, uh, Darian. Uh, FAU offense, they haven't been great at running the ball, so they're just over like four yards a clip. Uh, but you you talked about it earlier. I mean, UAB defensively has not been good at stopping the run, allowing over five yards per carry this season. So, you know, that's going to be something to keep an eye on. Um, you know, we talked about earlier um, about the third downs. Um, FAUO, they haven't been successful in third down this year, as I referenced earlier, but UAB defense has struggled mightily to get teams off the field on third downs. You know, Trent Dilfer's talked about that before to the extent where they're trying to specifically avoid being put you know, in, in, in third down situations. So, um, you know, we talked about it. I think it was on the Patreon podcast recently. Um, it it might've been one of the free pods, but, you know, also UAB defense has relied, you know, and they've earned, uh, a lot of forced fumbles, right? We talked about that earlier in the year. UAB was, uh, up there on the charts as it relates to forcing turnovers. And we haven't really gotten those in prior weeks. So it's really going to come down to me, uh, you know, Darren, are we able to stop the run? Uh, because McCammon's making a homecoming, coming back to the Birmingham area. And if I was FAU, I'd really try to emphasize the run game early. So can UAB kind of contain that? Uh, Wester's going to make big plays. Um, you know, Trent's talked about it too in some of the presser and some other interviews is that, 
you know, the way that FAU utilizes Wester, they they put him here, there, and everywhere. And so he's gonna get he's gonna get his. It's just can you make it difficult uh, you know, as it relates to him getting uh his touches? You know, can you force more attempts to get the same amount of touches and then you win uh, you know, those plays in which he's not uh necessarily making those, you know, receptions and getting those big plays. So um, those are some things I'm at least looking at. And then special teams wise, uh, we've certainly got to improve there. Uh, something that I thought was interesting was if you look at just small sample size, FAU and UAB, you, you look at something as simple as kickoff returns. We've talked about it all year, right? Uh, the inability to get touchbacks. Um, when you look at FAU opponents, they've only had nine opportunities to return kicks this year. Uh, UAB opponents have had 28 and you look at the yardage on that so FAU opponents have nine uh, kickoff returns for 190 yards total on the UAB side UAB opponents have had 28 opportunities to return kicks for over 600 yards so you look wow. you look at something like that and it's like those I don't know if that's what quantifies as I hear the terminology hidden yards sometimes Trey Ragland could could educate me on that but um you know, just those yards you're giving up on special teams is critical too. So again, it's just for me. You know, are we able to defensively get out the field in third downs? Um, you know, are we able to get some touchbacks or at least play, you know, solid lane discipline and you know not allow big returns on kickoffs? And uh, you know, can we really stop McCammon at running back from having a big day uh, and understand that Wester's going to get his? I mean, if that doesn't get any better, Darren, Jimmy, just kick the damn ball out of bounds. I mean, just let it, <laughs> hey, 35 yards. 35, run. yeah. <laughs> Take Golly, Jimmy wow, with that was, stats, man. That, wow. that, was, that was a hell of a stat right there. See, this this is what you get with this crew. You know, we, these guys do so much research, man. I, I didn't know that's that they could win the game via special teams, right? But like, but like John just said, why not just kick it out of bounds if that's – if it's that much of a difference and just start at the 35 is better than starting at the 45 or the 50. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, I also wonder, John, if we're, if, if we'll be able to get pressure, how will we generate pressure? This, yeah. this team is a, when they run the ball from watching the Charlotte game, they were way more effective with running the power game than the zone. They don't scare me running zones. I think, Zone reads like they they just don't. Um, if anything, I'll make Richardson probably run, probably make him make us make a decision. But they want to hand the ball off to McCammon if they get if they do a zone look. Unless they got number six in, remind you they will put number six in. He is a good runner. Um, so I would focus in on stopping that power run because that's when they really pop those big yardage. And also they do use McCammon out the backfield. So he can kind of be Christian McCaffrey, like in how to utilize him as another receiver as another option. So um, I would, Hey, we got three good corners in DMAC Mays and Dempsey. They can, they can handle, will they give up a pass or two or three probably to the other guys? Okay. But I'll take those chances because I don't, Think they're that good? Yeah. Wester, Wester really is that good, right? McCammon really is that good. So if you're gonna be the old UAB team, we should know how to stop the old UAB team and shut down the run, bracket this guy over here, right? 
And, you know, if they, they and like Jimmy alluded to, wish that we'll get here sometimes because he's a good player. And that's that's just what's going to happen. But limit the explosive plays. Don't let him take the top off his score and make them do it again and again and again. Right. Take away that those two options and we should be good. Yeah, Darren, and I think it's going to be a, a- – the game is going to be decided. I mean, we say this a lot, but the game is going to be decided up front. Can FAU run the ball effectively against UAB's defensive front? If they do, UAB will be in for a long day because if they're able to run it with McCammon and then Wester, wherever the heck he is on the field, if they, they, they're going to find him if UAB's having to bring more in the box to stop the run. Um, but I, I, film watching, when you look at the film, you really – the last game FAU had at Charlotte this past Friday night, and then you compare it to their game before where UTSA came to Boca, like it is just two totally uh, different offensive games. And, you know, I was talking with Jared Kalmas from Alamo Audible, our, our buddies over there um, that cover UTSA. I mean, UTSA played two high safeties, and they just got after it, got after a- FAU up front kind of what they did to UAB to be honest but but even worse um if UAB can get pressure up front stop the run game but if you can get pressure on Richardson Richardson is the type of quarterback that he might overthink it and take too long in the pocket and that that allows for sacks that allows for TFLs that allows for mistakes to be made where UAB could capitalize on interceptions kind of like that you know they they capitalize on turnovers like they did in the South Florida game earlier this year Um, but you look at Charlotte that (laughs) you really couldn't get any pressure up front and I mean like Darian always says they just ate lunch all day you know Um, 38 points yeah see see John so to that point and you made a great point because I I saw the same thing you said you saw but that's why I said can we generate pressure pressure and I wasn't talking about what our four man up up front because honestly all year we haven't UTSA has a special guy in Trey Moore and they and they have they just been better up front all around um, so I don't believe we can with our four up front based off the, the games that we've seen all year. And we, John, I've sat right next to you. We'll be like, God, Lee, can we get some pressure? And we forced our guys to play a whole bunch of coverage, you know, try to be sticky in coverage. That's why I was thinking, like, on this team, you can afford to send pressure because you they're go- they want to run the ball. You can run blitz. You can, you can send a lot of different pressures because – and then you can still have a guy bracketed over Wester and just single up the other guys. And if they – so I think um, the way that we have defense this year is like we're going to have to give up something, and I think we're going to have to take chances some way, somehow. If the, if you're telling me that Dempsey has to hold up against one of the – or Mays or DMAC has to hold up against one of the other guys in coverage, you know, just for a while, especially on first down, you're – I'm, I'm taking those odds. Like, uh, I, I'll take that because they've done that against good. They've lost some battles, but they've won some. So I think they'll win against these receivers way more and against this quarterback way more if, if we give him less time. And then, so I would send pressure to not only get to the pass, uh, to pass rush, but also to stop the run. And because they're not, they're not, they're not bad up front. 
but they're not world beaters up front. Memphis's offensive line was better. I think we've played a lot of better offensive lines, to put it that way. So I would help generate pressure. And then maybe, you know, if we get them behind the sticks earlier on, I would feel way more comfortable, you know, with those two safeties high and forcing forcing Richardson into – I think we're better in those scenarios, especially with, like, with Nikia Eason. Um, he's been one that can get off the court. We haven't had many guys on our team that get after the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree, Darian, but you, you've got to see the front four for UAB. You know, Fish and those guys, they're going to have to get gen, generate some pressure by themselves because you can't, in my opinion, you can't just send a guy every play, you know, and send and blitz, blitz every single down. Like, you, that front four for UAB is going to have to try – and get pressure and get pressure early on. So let's issue the challenge right, for that right, front right. four, you know? Like, can they do it? Heck yeah, they can. Have they done it Think this so? far? They can, but have they done yeah. it at all this season? Not really. But mm. the bye week, let's reset. You know, Trent likes to say reset. Um, it's reset time. It's time to issue the challenge to that front four, Fish mm. in particular, and let's have let's ha- let's generate some pressure this week, you know. Big fish game. If we have a big fish, McW- fish McWilliams. If we if it's any game that we need you, we this yes. is this can actually spark a run. Yes. Like if we beat FAU, I think FAU is probably the toughest team. You know, North Texas is, in, but they're at the end of the at the end of the year and they're up and coming. But I think North Texas is. I mean, I mean FAU is probably the more complete team um that we have left on the schedule i if we can win this one john i just think you just said it how how we're going to win this will probably decide the game our front floor probably will decide the game definitely well guys we're 26 minutes in let's go ahead and get to predictions and jimmy we're gonna throw it to you first oh we didn't even talk about the fau defense Oh man, well, we're, hey, well, uh, Jimmy, anything real quick on the defense because <laughs> we're running out. <laughs> uh, defensively, uh, any particular callouts? I mean, not really. <clears throat> I look at the the defensively. Excuse me, if I can talk. Uh, FAU is only averaging uh, or allowing twenty four points per game uh, to opponents. And again, I think I referenced earlier uh, they're doing pretty good uh, in in the run game, allowing just under four yards a carry for opponents. Um, so, I mean, they're doing some things well, uh, but, and, and they're holding opponents, uh, to only about 37% in third down conversion. So those are some of the highlights that I was looking at player wise. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know if anybody popped off for dairy and like on film, but, uh, we don't have to spend too much time on defense. I, most of the commentary I had was related to the FAU offense. Yeah, you, you, Jacob Zeno and the guys UAB offense just need to handle business this week with Jacob back. Like, just handle business. Well, they they do have one matchup defensively that scares me. What's Evan that? Anderson, number eight, the defensive tackle. He's a mm-hmm. good player, and yeah, we have and we have our guards aren't the most experienced. And he, we saw Trey Moore single handedly, single handedly, like take over a game. And I'm scared of that potential. The thing about Anderson is he does not play as much as uh, as Moore did on the outside, and I think we should be prepared. He's he is the one guy he con- he constantly popped off on film. I'm like, okay, he's a good player. Um, listen to that Charlotte game. I'm gonna try to be real quick. 
Um, their defense, they're really banged up. They did have a star pass rusher. He tore his ACL out for the year. They have some guys in the backfield that's uh, in their defensive backfield that's injured. Um, even Tom Herman himself said they're being held together by tape and glue. Like they they don't pop up for their good numbers that they have. They don't pop off. They don't pop off the film defensively, but he does. Number eight defensive tackle. Um, if so, I think we have to sustain drives because they will send another line in to, to sub out their first line. Their, their second line is it's a big drop off. So if we can get first downs, let's say if we can get two first downs on the drive and get that line out of the game, we're going to be good to go. How we handle, handle Evan Anderson and the other D tackle next to him, they're number seven and number eight. I can't, I don't know number seven's name, but he was pretty a pretty good player too. And but nobody else jumped off field, no pass rushers, nothing, no linebackers, no defensive backfield players. So if we can handle those two guys up front, those two alone, I feel like, and then we can sustain drives against this team and get them off of the field, we'll be good to go. Yeah, if I had to, you know, just like painting with broad brushes, I would say that the FAU defense has been sound uh, for the majority of the year, that they've been effective, but there's not to Darian's point, like a lot of guys that pop off. And that could be too, because I'm glad Darian brought that up, that FAU defense is uh, very banged up. So that's certainly going to play a role. And if you look at just even some simple statistics, like FAU's defense has registered 12 sacks on the year uh, and applied 54 pressures to QBs, you compare that to UAB, who we're saying, you know, and the reality of the situation is our defensive line has not applied a ton of pressure. The, the UAB defensive line is credited with 10 sacks and 60 pressure. So from that standpoint, there's there's some uh, comparison there. But outside of just that stat alone, the FAU defense has been a lot more sound and a lot more efficient. But I do uh, believe that the UAB offense is so high power that the UAB offense will have a big day against FAU. Yeah, definitely. And then watching that Charlotte game too. Charlotte's offense is so bad. Like it, it it's probably the worst in the league. Charlotte has the worst right guard. Like, <laughs> oh, like I, I'm, we don't play Charlotte, so I don't care. Number fifty for Charlotte, that that right guard. I'm like, how is this guy starting that guy? <laughs> so I didn't really know if he was just making. Um, Anderson was a, a freshman. All-American, you know, second-team All-American. So he really is that good. His use of hands is phenomenal. I really like him on the inside. But my God, number 50 was I, – I, I was looking at that film, and I was looking for FAU, and I kept on – I'm like, what the, what is this dude doing, man? I, I didn't – I promise you I could have went out there and played guard right now better than he – but, hey – so I we will have better guard play than that. I know we will. Luke Jones has really, really grown at left guard. Uh, Lepowski has been very serviceable. He did have some iffy plays, but he's been serviceable at guard. And then we can send help. You should know who the players that you need to you need to focus on. I think we'll hold up on pass rush good on the outside because they didn't flash. Um, they're banged up um, on the defensive backfield, but they are disciplined. Like you don't, they don't. They handle their responsibilities, as as Jimmy said. They're they're very sound. They don't get tricked too often. So, I, but I just think we have more talent because due to their injuries. Hey, Biff Biff Pogey's not afraid to come after somebody, especially the media and Darian with his slander about the guard <laughs> on the Charlotte <laughs> offensive line. Uh, 
You just better watch out for some shots because Biff's oh, taking Lord. some randoms right now, and I don't know. I, I've seen Darian in the cutoff, and I've seen Biff in the cutoff. <laughs> I will take Darian in the landslide in that competition. One hundred percent. Biff did all that talking, and it didn't did it didn't win Slam games. in the podium <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah. Message received. <laughs> all, all right, right. Guys, we need we need to get some predictions in. Jimmy, what's your official prediction for the FAU game? Hey, it's homecoming week, you know, matchup. I think we match up pretty evenly. We've got some additional rest. So positive vibes from Jimmy this week. I've got UAB winning in an overtime thriller, 34-31. Oh, I like it, Jimmy. I like it. All right, I'll go and get mine, and then we'll throw it to Darren. Um, So I like UAB as well this week. The bye week came at a pivotal time for this team. Zeno is back. I like UAB 38-28 to 28 over FAU. Now, there's a caveat, though. If UAB turns the ball over one time, then I think FAU gets the win. But this is – UAB have, has no turnovers this Saturday, and that front four on the defensive line led by Fish McWilliams gets after Richardson – in that backfield. Now I'll throw it to Darian for his official prediction. I like that if fish, if fish gets after it, then we're we're cooking. We're gonna cook. But um, if we don't allow any special teams, like if they just take the ball at the thirty-five, I'll take the, like you know we kick the ball out of bounds, and they start off at the thirty-five every drive. I will be happy with that because our special teams have been garbage. So if we can do that, at least I like a UAB 34, FAU 24. I love it. Jimmy, in, oh, yeah, NCAT, they turned it over, too. J- Jimmy, you want to say what you said in the chat? I was just looking here quick, and I don't believe there's been one game, John, this season where UAB has not turned the ball over. That was the first thing I was thinking about was, <laughs> have we done that yet? But, hey, why wouldn't we save it's, it for homecoming? It's time. It's time. You got Let's the Jordan's go. Harbor and, jerseys on for the second time of the season. And here's and here's why, really, I chose UAB in the thriller, is John won't be at the beach. Because <laughs> if, John's at the, if John's at the beach, it's just a UAB L. But if John is Every not time. at the beach, we have a chance. I think the big thing is they, they're going to be coming. We're arrested. They're not rested. They're banged. We're banged up, but they're more banged up than we are just on off the risk factor and being on the road twice. They're going from Charlotte to Birmingham. Um, I think we I think we'll be able to take advantage of that. And um, at this point in time, due to injuries on both sides, I, I think we're the better team. I think they have more crucial injuries than we do. And um, so I think we should be able to take advantage of it. And I and I really after looking at film, I really believe that hey, we should win this one. But like John said, if we if we turn the ball over on some, if we turn the ball over like in our own twenty, like giving the short field for touchdowns, if we're gonna turn the ball over, goddamn, like let it be on the other side, make them go <laughs> seventy five yards. I don't think they can. I don't I don't yeah. think they can. You give them a short field, they're gonna run it throw it to West Area's touchdown. So yeah. Yep. Well said. All right, guys, well, we'll be back for an FAU game recap. Um, But, Jimmy, you want to go ahead and close us out? Blazer Nation, let's win this thing. Just blaze.